friends, and welcome to another episode of Weekly. It is that time again for another episode of Weekly. It just keeps showing up like every week, right? Ha. That's why it's called Weekly. So we are rolling on this weekly train. Hope that you were able to get caught up and enjoyed last week's episode uh, with Jordan Floro, a good friend from college. Um, I was in my wedding. I didn't get to be in his wedding because it was like a week after my wedding. Uh, we talk about life, kids, family. Uh, he lives in Texas. He's a student pastor there. And so we talk about church and um, all kinds of good stuff. So hopefully you were able to catch up on that episode. And as always, if you've missed any episodes of Weekly, you can subscribe in iTunes and keep up with them. It's the best way to uh, keep track of all things Weekly, because each week on Tuesday, you're going to get an episode. At least I'm going to try to make sure each week on Tuesday. I kind of got behind there, but I think we got caught up. So we're back on the Weekly track. Everyone is healthy right now, and we're just, fingers crossed, going to keep it that way. And we're going to keep on rolling through. And uh, yeah. So today we're going to do a short episode because last week's was pretty long um, and we're going to talk about some goal setting and some other things and check in on our goals. But first, a message from our sponsor. So Model City Groove School is looking for a new instructor, someone specifically who could teach drums, keyboards, vocals, and guitar. If you're an intermediate musician who feels comfortable in all those different areas of education, they are looking for someone just like you. The pay is great, too. You get paid $26.50 an hour for your lessons. So if you're someone who has experience in those instruments and you want to be a part of a great music studio in the Kingsport area, please get in touch with Model City Groove School. You can find them on Facebook if you search for Model City Groove School or call them at 423-384-6363. And make sure to tell them that you heard about Model City through the weekly podcast. So we did a goal update, uh, gosh, seven episodes ago now, episode five, we talked about some goals that I started at the beginning of the year, things that I was working on, and uh, so I want to come back to that and do another update on some of the goals that I have, some things that are going on, and uh, maybe we can all compare notes and see how it's going, because we're like almost a third of the way done with this year. Just crazy. It is April now. It's officially April. We made it past April Fool's Day, and I didn't get fooled once. Not that I know of. But I mean, could have happened, but not that I know of. So we are moving into spring, and things are happening. Things are blooming. It's finally nice outside. It's like in the upper 70s even this weekend, which is cool. And uh, Lionel was home on spring break, which meant. Um, there's a lot of energy at our house, and so we got to take that outside some, which was very nice, uh, because Lionel indoors for five days is a disaster on our house and everything, because he's got some energy that he needs to burn, and you just got to let him. So, uh, yeah, Easter is coming up, which is crazy, because last year, Easter was on the 27th of March, and this year, April 16th is Easter, and why is that, you ask? Well, I wondered the same thing, and my dad and I were talking about this at dinner the other day, and he uh, reminded me of how Easter, the date, is chosen, and that is, it is the first Sunday following the first full moon after 
March 21st. March 21st is the vernal equinox. So it could be as early as March 22nd if a full moon was on that day and the next day was a Sunday. Or it could be as late as April 25th. Um, and that hasn't happened since 1943. And it won't happen again until 2038 that it would be that late on the 25th of April. So Easter could be even like a, more than a week later than it is right now, but it's definitely later than it was last year. And so that's kind of confusing as I'm preparing for Easter things because like two weeks ago in my time hop, everything showed up as we were preparing for Easter at Meadowview, which was last March, um, which is where both of camp, both campuses of our church came together. We had one service at Meadowview, which is a conference and convention center in the Kingsport area, and uh, it was incredible. And um, I think I'm still tired from all the work that we put in to making that happen, um, but it was totally worth it, totally great time. And uh, But now... Easter's back because it happens every year, just like pretty much everything that I do at church. It's very cyclical like that, right? Um, So working on Easter, working on all that stuff, getting things ready for the Easter weekend and everything that goes into that. And so that's where my attention has been over the last few weeks and will continue to be until the 16th. There's just lots of things to do. So today on the podcast, um, I want to talk about some goal updates and... um, just kind of be honest about where I'm at. So without further ado, let's talk about goals. So one of my big goals this year, well, two big goals. One of them is to produce this podcast, which we're doing that, right? The fact that I'm recording this is like checking off boxes on a lot of my lists. And another one of my big goals was to read more books. Every year I set out to intend and I intend so well, like I'm going to read 12 books this year. I'm going to read 20 books this year. Usually I I bite off more than I can chew. Uh, So this year I decided, you know what? I want to read 12 books, 12 months in a year, 12 books, a book a month average. If I miss one month, I read two the next. That's totally doable. And so I'm still on track, back on track with reading. And here are some things that I learned about myself and reading books. I read um, probably, okay, I read the fastest when I can read a book on my Kindle like on my old school third generation Kindle with the keyboard and everything, no backlight, nothing fancy, just e-ink technology because I can sit there and hold my finger on the little rocker that goes forward and click, 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 and click through. The size of it is perfect. The, the legibility is great. And I don't have to turn pages with like my hands. Like I don't have to move the position that I'm sitting. So that is how I read books the fastest. Next fastest is actually reading a physical book, which actually right now, every book that I've finished so far um, that I'm actually done with were physical books that I checked out from the library or that I own. And the slowest way that I read and what I found is that uh, when I use my phone, like the Kindle app or Overdrive, Overdrive is an app that lets you log into your library account and read books which is so cool that I can check out books from the library, but it's so slow for me to read on my phone because you have to flip the page so often. You read a few few lines, 10 seconds later, you're flipping the page, flip, flip. It it just gets overwhelming. Plus there are always notifications and distractions like, oh, look, an email, oh, Twitter, oh, look, Facebook, oh, a text message, oh, someone's calling me. It's overwhelming. And so 
I was reading a book on my phone and it expired from my rental from the library. And so Cammie was out the other day and I got her to actually just pick up the physical book from the library. And I am plowing through that at a much faster speed and will finish it probably 30%, let's say, faster than if I was just reading it on my phone. So that's the slowest way. Reading on the Kindle is the fastest because it's distraction free and I can flip through it quickly. And reading books is pretty much the best way to go. I want to say that every book on my list right now of the 12 books that I'm reading first are all uh, books that either I have checked out from the library or that I have a copy of in paper format. So I'm a technological soul. I love technology, but apparently when it comes to reading, books are still best read as books. Imagine that. Let's talk about my self-imposed uniform. Now, I need to make a correction about the way that I presented all of this several episodes ago, and that is that I recorded an episode and talked about this idea that I had to have a self-imposed uniform, and I did not give credit where credit is due to where this came from in my life, and that is that my wife has been doing this for years. So, what I didn't mention in that podcast was that it was not my idea to start doing this. Like, I didn't come with this idea. Um, She's been doing this for a long time, really since at least college. I can remember that we were dating and she sort of had this self-imposed uniform. It was awesome. And um, so shout out to my wife for the inspiration to do this. So the question would be, well, what was it like? So basically for the last almost three months, really, I've worn basically the same thing every single day, which is a black or charcoal gray v-neck t-shirt and jeans or some other pants that I have that basically fit like jeans. They're kind of like a army green. I'm not exactly sure because I'm colorblind, but uh, they're a dark-ish color or jeans. And I have basically the same pair of jeans, like four pairs. And I wore that every day with a jacket or sometimes a shirt over it if it was cold, but that's kind of what I wore every single day. And no one noticed unless I told them. And then they noticed. And then they would ask me, you still wearing a uniform? Yeah, so you are. But no one came up to me and said, hey, why are you wearing a black t-shirt every day? Hey, did you wear that yesterday? Did you wear that last Sunday? I mean, I've definitely worn the same thing every Sunday for the last 10 Sundays. And nobody noticed. No one cares. And so that made me think, either we think that people care way more than they do, like we think, oh, people are going to care what I think about, what I wear, and they're going to judge me on that. Or people think those things and they just don't tell you. So maybe everyone noticed that I was wearing the same thing every day and wondered in the back of their mind, does he he just wear the same thing every day? Does he have a hundred of the same outfit? Does he not wash his clothes? I don't know. But no one asked me about it. No one said, hey, are you going to wear a black t-shirt every day this year? Are you going to wear... You know, the same thing every day. No one asked. So I don't know. You can take with that what you will. But in my observation, no one cared. And uh, so, you know, I'm just going to keep doing it. And I'm probably going to loosen my uh, choices and give a little bit more option. And that may basically meaning that I bought more t-shirts at the Gap and some of them aren't black. But I'm going to wear those too because it's summer and I can and I want to. And I learned the secret. Nobody cares. So what, but what did this do for me? Well, it did a couple things. Number one, it saved me time. I didn't have to think about what I was going to wear. Like literally for the last 60 days, I haven't had to think about what I was going to wear. I just 
put on a t-shirt and put on jeans and went with it. So that was nice. It also helped my flow, like my morning routine. It made it easy to uh, sort of think about my morning, think about what needed to happen, which is nice because I also get up and get Lionel ready for school. And Lionel wakes up with all the energy in the world. I like to wake up slowly-ish, but I'm not like not a morning person, but I'm not the greatest morning person. Lionel wakes up banging on his door at seven o'clock every morning, excited about the world, and he wants to go do something and watch TV and watch shows on Netflix and eat waffles and like I'm, I'm tired just thinking about his morning routine. So it helped me in my flow in the morning, knowing that I didn't have to think that much about what I was going to wear because my mind is elsewhere, like getting Lionel ready for school and getting his lunch packed and getting all of his stuff together. So it was a good experiment. And I'm going to continue with the principles that I learned and maybe widen my t-shirt range. But ultimately, I'm still kind of rocking the same thing, which is simple and classic. And I look decent. And No one cares, so I'm just going to keep doing it because I like it and it makes me happy. All right, let's be honest about somewhere that I really failed over the last few months. On the last episode, I told you that I was going to do an experiment where I tracked all the food that I ate every single day and kept track of it. And I did that for two days. Yeah, two days. I did not do it for a month or half a month, or even half of a week. I made it two days before I just sort of completely dumped that. And, uh, yeah, it's just real life, people. Uh, (laughs) I may have succeeded in other goals, but I had an epic fail in keeping track of my food. It just was not a priority for me. It just was not a natural thing for me. And I didn't put forth the effort that I needed to to make it happen. And so it did not. And, uh, yeah, so... I am choosing to give myself some grace over that and rethinking some of those strategies and why it matters and if it does matter, if that's something I want to do. And um, yeah, so I'm rethinking that, but in some honesty, because we're all about honesty and uh, things here on weekly. Yeah, I totally failed in keeping track of my food. Like literally, I made it 48 hours and I was done. So that's a little bit of, um, you know, backstory on the last few weeks and some updates and some accountability on how I'm doing, which is successful and unsuccessful at the same time. But you know what? This year is all about the year and it's all about the weeks, 52 of those weeks making up a whole year and all the days that make up weeks. And it's not about failing one time. It's about moving forward. It's about trying again. It's about pressing forward to make 2017 the best year possible, not just the best week or the best month or the best day. We're going in this for the long haul. And so I'm tweaking and always changing and trying to uh, evaluate what I'm doing and how we can make it better. So here's some things that I am working on for the next month. And I'm putting this out here so I can hold myself accountable to the stuff that I say. Number one, I'm working on picking up some more interviews for weekly. I mean, I know that you love hearing me talk every single week and you would just sit and listen to hours of this content. That's that's not true. I don't think anyone would do that. That's why I try to keep my episodes like 20 minutes or less. So I want more people to be on the podcast. So if you would like to be on the podcast or you know someone who has an interesting story or is just an interesting person, let me know. Shoot me a message. Shoot me an email. Shoot me a Facebook message. 
Um, I'm also excited because on my other podcast, Beard Songs and Theology, which you should subscribe to, we're in season two, year two of that podcast. Um, we are getting some free beard supplies to test this week. In fact, as I'm recording this, they should be at my house. They, I think they were delivered today. There's a guy in Charlotte who I met through a friend, Brian Alexander, who's been on the weekly podcast, was my first guest. He hooked me up with a guy who's starting a beard oil and supply company, and he sent us some temp, some uh, some things to try, some test supplies. And so we're going to test those out, review them on the podcast, and then have this guy on to talk about them. And uh, he's also a musician and a worship leader. So it's like he literally is our podcast in a person, which is pretty cool. So uh, I'm excited about adding that to Beard Songs and Theology. We added Model City Groove School as our sponsor for this year of weekly. And I'm also working on some really cool podcast things, some nerdy podcast things that uh, we'll talk about at a later time as those things develop. But I'm pretty excited about that. So um, putting a lot of energy and effort into podcast world. I really enjoy podcasts. It's really become a thing that I uh, consume. Obviously, I probably listen to 20 or 25 podcasts that I'm subscribed to, but I also am making content and thinking about things and working on things every single week. And so that's where a lot of my energy and effort is going to. And so I'm also working on some other things that I want to have goals that are finished by the end of the year. And so I'm working on some big picture goals that I can um, hopefully in the next few weeks, figure out some actionable items and some steps and some ways to make those things happen about my health and about wellness and all those kind of things. Um, I'm trying to take a a bigger survey and uh, break those down into steps. All right. One more thing that I want to talk about is some apps that I use to help keep track of things, to help me stay on top of stuff like making podcasts and all the stuff that I do at work as a creative director. I am in and out of all kinds of projects, even throughout the day. And there are a few apps that are really helping me stay on top of things. And so I wanted to share them with you. All right, the first app that I use, and I've been using this one for a while, it's called Omni Focus. Okay, now this app is all about um, basically crafting really intricate to-do lists. So if you're a person who likes to make lists of things and categorize things, then you would love Omni Focus. Now there are lots of apps to-do list, productivity type apps, things like Wonderlist and Asana and reminders on your iPhone and Mac. There are plenty of places that uh, you can go to find list-making apps, but I love OmniFocus, and um, it allows me to categorize things. It allows me to have due dates for things, to defer things, to have context for things, and to place things inside of projects. It's expansive and unbelievably fun. So if you like making lists and you like categorizing your lists, plus you get the benefit of like being able to search everything, keep track of things, I love OmniFocus. So if you're interested in that, you can uh, check them out online. If you just go to Google and search for OmniFocus, O-M-N-I Focus, you can find uh, their website and you can check them out. That costs money for the app, so it's kind of an investment. But uh, in my experience of using OmniFocus for the last eight months or so, I love it. Can't recommend it enough. Another app that I use on a daily basis is OneNote from Microsoft. I know, I'm an Apple fanboy. I've been on the Mac bandwagon for almost 12 years now. 
but I love Microsoft OneNote. It is the best note-taking solution that there is. It is robust. It is huge. You can have all these different uh, notebooks and sections and color-coded things, and I love it. It works great with your iPad. It works great with your iPhone. It works great with a pencil if you have an iPad Pro and you can use the Apple Pencil, and it syncs with your computer. I run all of my projects, all of my big picture things through OneNote. I also store files there, um, like documents and things that I need to find, login information, uh, random account numbers, uh, my like social security information, and things that I need to find occasionally, healthcare stuff. All that is stored in OneNote. And um, you can make separate notebooks. You can make separate sections. You can make pages. It's kind of like a notebook. So uh, it's amazing. And I keep all of my stuff for the weekly podcast on OneNote. And I have a list of every episode where I keep show notes and ideas and scripts and all those things so I can find them. And if anyone ever asks me a question about a project that I worked on at the office, I can go into my creative arts folder in my work notebook and find it. So if you don't use uh, Evernote or something like that, I would suggest to give OneNote a try. Plus, it's free. I used Evernote for a long time, and about a year and a half ago, I switched to OneNote, and I totally love it. So if you're looking for a massive catch-all place to take notes, to archive things, to have everything available and searchable, OneNote is a great thing for you to try. Now, here is a new app that I just got a few weeks ago, and people have been suggesting this for a while, and I finally decided to jump on the bandwagon, and that is an app called 1Password. Okay, now here is what's cool about 1Password. Um, if you're like me, you have a lot of logins. Like, I've already logged in 1Password, um, I think 70 different websites that I have passwords for, and I'm still kind of not done. And what 1Password does is saves all of your passwords in one place where you can find them securely. You create a master password and you can use your Touch ID on your phone or your iPad or your Android device. And you can access all of those passwords, which is cool. So it's helping me remember my passwords. Now here's where 1Password really shines. You can make new passwords. You can update your passwords with um, something that you don't even know. It can autofill it with text and symbols and markers and all these kind of things. So it's almost impossible for someone to hack your account because they could never guess your password. They are basically unguessable and you can make them even longer. I think you can make them even like 20 characters if it will take it. And then you can store those in one password and use your master password to unlock your app. Uh, there's a browser extension, there's a Mac app, there's iPhone app, all that good stuff. And you can log into those websites safely and securely. And then you can log out and all your information is stored only in one password. Now, this is really important. And I am a victim of this. And I'm sure that you do this too. And that is you find one or two different passwords that you like, and you use them for all of your things. I know you do. I know you do it. We all do it. None of us are good at managing our passwords. And so that's where 1Password really shines is that it does all the management for you and it makes up the password for you. And I don't even know them. But with my master password or with my Touch ID, I can see what those passwords are and I can autofill them into websites or I can copy paste them. And so now I don't have to remember any passwords for any of my websites once they're saved on there. And so now I'm in the process of going through and changing all of my old passwords to new random things. And then I'll set reminders in OmniFocus every three months to go back and reset some of my most used passwords, most used places, because I really don't want people to hack my stuff. 
And that's not going anywhere. People are going to keep uh, hacking your Facebook account and your Twitter account. And here's the thing. If they hack your Facebook account and your information is the same as your bank statement or your credit card login or that, now they have access to that. And hackers are smart. They can run this automatically. And so if your passwords are all randomized and confusing and don't make any sense, there's a good chance that you're not going to lose access to other websites, even if you're Get ha- even if you get hacked on Instagram, you're not going to get uh, any loss of access for any of your other websites. So if you haven't thought about your password security, you totally should. You should think about that. You should think about how you use the internet. So for me, 1Password is kind of the first step in securing my digital footprint. So if you have never tried something like that, I would suggest doing that. It's like $2.99 per month. So you can just pay a monthly subscription and you can even do a family plan. So if you have multiple accounts, you can do that over a family plan. I think it's only like 3 or $4 a month. So it's super affordable. Um, there's no reason why you shouldn't do that. So there's some random technology information for you in case you were wondering. You can glean from my experience of trying all these things because I love testing technology. And those are three apps that I use on a daily basis. They are staples on um, every screen that I have. I'm using them on a daily basis. So check them out. And uh, yeah, maybe one day there'll be sponsors for this podcast. Right now, I'm just giving that info out for free because I like them that much. Thank you so much for listening to the weekly podcast. It is always encouraging and exciting to see people engaging with the podcast. As always, please shoot me an email, shoot me a Facebook message, like our Facebook page. If you search for a weekly podcast, you will find it on Facebook. I'm always up for connecting on that. Share that page, share episodes. Let's uh, continue our drive to make 2017 the best year ever. There's some exciting stuff coming down the pike, and I can't wait to tell you about it. I know that's super vague, but uh, you're just going to have to trust me that there's some really cool stuff coming. So it's on its way. Keep listening. Keep uh, subscribing. Keep sharing the podcast. And before we go, one more message from Model City Groove School, the sponsor of Weekly Podcast. This season of Weekly is brought to you by Model City Groove School. Model City Groove School is a performance-based music studio in downtown Kingsport, Tennessee. They believe you learn music by playing music. They've hired the best instructors with over 4,000 hours of combined live performance experience to get you playing at your best the fastest. Have you ever wanted to learn an instrument or play in a band? Let Model City help you reach those dreams with weekly performance-based lessons. You'll get one-on-one teaching along with group rehearsals so you can take your passion and skill to any stage. Contact them through Facebook by searching Model City Groove School. You can leave them a Facebook message or their contact information is also on their page. Weekly listeners, you get a special discount. If you sign up for one month of lessons, you'll get your first lesson for free. So make sure to mention the weekly podcast when you sign up for lessons at Model City Groove School. Weekly is a podcast exploring life, faith, and culture through meaningful conversation. You can connect with Weekly on Twitter by following us at weekly underscore pod. That's W-K-L-Y underscore pod. Or send an email to weeklypodcast at gmail.com. You can also find Weekly on Facebook. Just search for Weekly Podcast.